Hey, bud. Yeah. Have I ever told you that story of when I snuck in with some friends into a house because the back door was open and all the lights were off and there were no cars in the driveway? And then we went inside and we realized that someone had actually broken into the house and stolen stuff. And then we almost got arrested. No. That's kind of like a Hello Neighbor story, but... Way different. Yeah, without a guy chasing us. And there were no guys with bird masks. Okay. You don't understand Hello Neighbor. I, yeah, I need you to explain to me. So let's get into this episode. Okay. All right. Welcome to Geekology 101. My name is Diego. And my name is Joshua. And today we are going to dive into the world of Hello Neighbor. Joshua is obsessed with. Yeah, I've read every single book and on, in audiobook form, and I've actually played the game on mobile. Yeah, so you know you know the stuffs. Wait, I, haven't you also seen the one pilot episode for the show? Yeah, it was it was good. Unfortunately, they haven't continued it yet. But before we dive into that, we got some news. Yeah, news and reviews. Let's get into it. Buddy, have you heard of the uh, new deal that Sony struck with Disney? No. Yeah, it's over uh, streaming rights. Oh. So this is a deal that allows for Sony movies to be uh, available on Disney Plus and Hulu after they've cleared the Netflix window of time. They haven't they? Well, no, I'm saying like all the future movies. Oh. So... This was this is gonna bring a, a several films over, you know, things like Hotel Transylvania, Spider-Man to, into the Spider-Verse, Jumanji, and then some of the future ones too, like Morbius, Uncharted, which I know you're really excited about because Tom Holland looks <laughs> exactly like that dude Nathan Drake. No, uh, the sequel to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, like it's gonna yeah. bring all those movies. And of course, the Spider-Man films, Tom Holland Spider-Man films. That's so cool. We're going to be able to see them in Disney+. Plus. Finally, after I had already bought them on iTunes, <laughs> just so that I could own them and have access to them. Thanks a lot, Sony and Disney, taking my money. Anyway, so yeah, this uh, entire thing covers the theatrical slate of Sony movies from 2022 to 2026. Ooh. So I guess they have to like renew the deal after that point. Mm-hmm. But man, anything to just be able to have like the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies plugged into. I wish that Universal could arrive at some similar deal so we could have the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, as part of it too. Isn't but the Incredible Hulk. Hulk is still part of the MCU? It is, yeah. It, it is considered canon. It is, for sure, but it's unfortunately owned by Universal. Yeah, poo-poo heads. Next piece of news. Uh, did you know that there's a, a show about Dwayne Johnson's life, which is called Young Rock? No. Yeah, there's a show about Dwayne Johnson's life, which is called Young Rock. Now cool. You know. <laughs> and it kind of like tells his whole story from when he's a kid and stuff like that, and I guess his whole story through when he becomes a wrestler and he becomes well-known. And there's this guy who plays him as a teenager and a young adult. His name is Uli Latu Kefu. Does he look like him? I'm totally, bu- I'm probably butchering his last name. I'm sorry, Uli. Yeah, he kind of looks like The Rock. I can't, wh- why don't they just like, oh, because he's a child. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and now The Rock brought him in to, oh, I'm assuming it, it, the Rock's, it was The Rock's preference, Dwayne Johnson's preference, but he brought him into the Black Adam film. Oh. And so you got to imagine that he's most likely going to yeah. be playing like a young Black Adam, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is pretty cool. 
It's like uh, Dwayne Johnson found his young doppelganger. <laughs> yeah. If he runs for president, he's probably going to like choose him as vice president. So it's like the rock as president and vice president. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I feel like I could act as you if you were a kid in a movie. What? I feel like I could. Really? Yes. And you could act as me as an adult in the movie. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, too, 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 too much craziness there. Mm. That we start making fun of each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down for it. Green Lantern. Did you know that there's a Green Lantern series coming to HBO Max? Let me guess. You're going to say, um, I, w- I will say no, and then you're going to say, uh, there's a Green Lantern series coming to HBO Max. You know me so well. That's why you would play a young me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's a Green Lantern series coming to HBO Max. And no! It's, it's supposed to be it. kind of like, I think from what I've gathered so far, it's supposed to be an anthology type of series, meaning that uh, the stories are going to take place kind of like disjointed. It's supposed oh. to like take place in different eras of humanity and stuff like that mm. uh, with all the different Green Lanterns that have come around, Ooh. that have existed. So they cast this guy called uh, Finn Wittrock uh, to play Guy Gardner. And apparently he's going to be kind of like the lead character. So I don't know hmm. how or if he's going to be the lead character throughout the whole series. I'm not exactly sure. But, uh, yeah, they cast him as Guy Gardner. Honestly, the guy looks more like a Hal Jordan to me. Really? Yeah. Black hair. You know, white Caucasian guy. Hmm. Black hair. He, he looks a lot more like guy, like uh, Jordan. Guy Gardner, I think, is always like redheaded and stuff. Oh. Uh, but, yeah. All, all I know that guy from, the actor Finn Wittrock, is from uh, American Horror Story. He's played a couple of different characters in that series. But the Green Lantern series, I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, definitely. Wait, is it going to be live action? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's a pretty cool way of diving into the Green Lantern Corps just because it's going to be, you know, it's not going to just close us in on one Green Lantern. It's going to really, like, introduce us to various interesting stories. And they have a lot to pull from because they've done a lot of stories with the Green Lantern Corps in the comics. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. George A. Romero, the father of zombie lore. The founding father of zombies. The yeah. modern era zombies. Um, he passed away already. He passed away a couple of years ago, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But up until the time of his death, he was working on his final film. You know that all his films kind of like are supposed to be like in the same world? No. Okay, all his films are supposed to be in the same world. Okay. I, well. you, you set yourself up for that one. You set yourself up for that one. So um, the last film, his widow, the his, his wife... Uh, Suzanne Romero is uh, she decided to launch this project mm. as kind of like his final legacy project mm-hmm. and it's going to be called Twilight of the Dead mm. and all his films have that theme of like a time of the day mm-hmm. so it's like Night of the Living Dead Dawn of the Dead uh, Day of the Dead now Twilight of the Dead you know what I mean mm. yeah so that's going to be interesting I'll definitely be lining up for that one man um, it'll be pretty cool to see like, how he was planning on finishing up that vision, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, really looking forward to that. So, we haven't talked about the Marvel Sizzle Reel yet, man. Uh-huh. The Marvel Sizzle Reel. Was The that? video that Marvel put out with Stan Lee talking about how great the movies are and Marvel celebrating the movies and being able to get back to the movie theater now. I haven't seen those. What are you talking about? That's where they revealed the Eternals footage and all that. Uh. Where have you been? <laughs> Hiding under a rock, as in our Clearly. house. Yes. 
Anyway, so um, yeah, it starts off with Stanley talking about how how great it is, like the camaraderie and the feeling, the energy of being in a theater with other people. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of uh, start cutting to kind of like a recap of the whole MCU so far. Mm -hmm. And then they bring in some clips from the new stuff that they have so far. So, for example, Black Widow, they show some footage. Um, they show some stuff from Shang-Chi. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they freaking show some footage from the Eternals. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, actually, I, I saw I, I I saw like individually. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and it's it's not a lot to get excited over. It's literally 14 seconds of footage. Yeah, uh, I think in none of it they're in costume. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're tell. all just like regular humans. Yeah, they're kind of dressed in their regular street clothes. Uh, but there is, of course, like this kind of ominous thing uh, that, uh, you know, one of them says, like, you know, we are the ones that, st we're the ones that started this. Mm -hmm. Makes you wonder, what is it? What is this? What did they begin? You know, was yeah. it like the dawn of people who were super powered? Like, that's really interesting to me. Uh, I think the coolest shot as far as like action-y type of shot is Angelina Jolie uh, with her character, I think, Athena. Uh, and she has this really cool sword oh. close to her face. You saw you saw that clip. Yeah, I saw. I remember she was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so anyway, yeah. I honestly don't know whether to be excited for this movie or not. Like, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, so much time has passed. They refuse to show a trailer. Still, like to me, it's just like drop a trailer already. It's really Hopefully strange. It's good. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, there's no reason to think that it won't be. Chloe Zhao, the director of the of this movie, just won an Oscar for her film Nomadland. Um, so I gotta assume that you know Marvel is has something up their sleeves with this Eternals movie. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but then they also reveal the titles for a couple of other movies. You got uh, Captain Marvel two is going to be titled The Marvels. Mm -hmm. And the logo treatment uses the S from Miss Marvel's costume from her. Yeah, her like as in Kamala Khan. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I think there's something there that's kind of like supposed to represent a little star type thing. Supposed to represent uh, Monica Rambeau's photon, which of course will also be in this film. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the Marvels. That's interesting. Wakanda Forever is the title for Black Panther 2. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Good. Yeah. I wonder who, I wonder, like, of course, like, they would, they would go comic accurate, mm -hmm. probably, and make, With what? and make Shuri the Black Panther. We don't know, man. Yeah. But, we don't know. Th like, they could do, like, um, they could do, like, his l partner. Uh, oh, um, yeah, Lupita Nyong'o's character, uh. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Or mm -hmm. they could do, like, the king of the other tribe or something. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting, man. Like, if, if uh, I don't know, maybe, like, a little relay race of people trying to fill the shoes and... Yeah. Well, no, I don't know about that. But anyway, yeah, you know, Wakanda Forever, it's nice. It's one of the most iconic phrases, I think, that T'Challa, you know, has uttered in mm -hmm. that epic battle against uh, Thanos' forces and in Wakanda. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was really interested by one final thing. The very last thing that they showed in that Zizzle reel, and that was the Fantastic Four logo. And it was at the very, very end. Mm, I didn't actually see that. Yeah. Um, and it's the same one that, uh, Kevin Feige had already shown at, uh, an investor's call 
um, that where they revealed for the first time mm. officially that they were working on Fantastic Four. Um, why at the end? I wonder. I wonder if the Fantastic Four film is going to end up being like the big event film for yeah. this next phase. It's probably going to be like it's probably going to kick off like a whole new series of like in the important parts of the MCU mm-hmm. because they're basically like they came before the Avengers, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're. They're probably going to be the new, like, big, important movies Yeah. that is going to come out. Very easily. Like, um, the ones that people really consider the actual MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very easily, Marvel could end up having a period of time where maybe an entire Marvel phase of movies and shows where there is no Avengers. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like you just said, the Fantastic Four kind of carries the torch of the big team for a while. Yeah. And then down the road, maybe the next Avengers film that comes is Young Avengers, you know? Mm. And we finally see somebody, like, take up the mantle of Avengers for the first time. Um, it's really interesting, man. And, you know, if Marvel's good at anything, it's taking their time and building things, you know? Yeah, they always they... they always have, like, taken their time with, like, building the actual, like, full world of the MCU mm-hmm. and, like, getting it to the big point that they have gotten it to with Endgame. Yeah, so you gotta imagine they're gonna do the same thing with the Fantastic Four film. Like, it really could end up being that we see characters introduced throughout Phase 4, mm-hmm. and then they really come together... Or, like, they have their big, big moment in the Fantastic Four film. Yeah. Very possible. Uh, but, yeah, that Marvel Sizzle Reel was really good. Gave me some chills. Made me really look forward to getting back in the theater and watching a Marvel movie with a whole bunch of other nerds. <laughs> uh, Black Superman. Remember we talked about this, how J.J. Abrams is producing a Black Superman film for DC? Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty dope. Yeah. Like, Superman has always been, like, a white man. Right. But then um, there were rumors, you know, in fan casting for Michael B. Jordan to play that role. Mm-hmm. But Michael B. Jordan actually came out very recently in, a, in an interview and said that uh, probably not, that that's not, really gonna, that that's not really in his future or whatever, and that he's probably going to just watch this one instead. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame, because I think it, it would be so iconic, man, to see that guy take on that role. But who knows? We'll see. It could be misdirection, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be that he actually is going to take on the role and they're just messing with us. I've heard that one time they wanted to make a Superman movie like a while ago mm-hmm. and they actually wanted Will Smith to play Superman. Really? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard that. There's another one. Although, I don't know, man, with Will Smith, it's almost kind of difficult to put him in these big roles because what comes across is Will Smith. Yeah. And Will Smith is not really Superman. Right. Like, he doesn't have that kind of feel. I guess not. I loved him as uh, Hancock. <laughs> he was kind of like a Superman character in that in that movie. Except, you know, he was Will Smith. Yeah, but that was awesome, man. One of the most underrated superhero movies, I think. Um, Loki, the Disney Plus series. Yeah. It's set to premiere on June 9th. June 9th is a Wednesday. Oh. And they, reveal, they released a little video of... Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Oh yeah, I remember you that. You saw that where, where he the, says where it was like showing all the yeah Avengers uh-huh. thing, and then he was like, I, with all these superhero montages, I realized that Loki is a little left out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I was like, you know, we're gonna drop it early, mm-hmm. and then he says Wednesday is the new Friday. Yeah, we gotten used to the Marvel series happening on Friday. Now we're gonna get this one that's on Wednesday. At least we won't have to. Actually, we won't wait as long. <laughs> yeah, it's only two days early. 
mm-hmm. uh, earlier than it was originally planned. But yeah, that's interesting because uh, it is going to have some overlap with The Bad Batch, which is currently running on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And uh, The Bad Batch is like 16 episodes, I think. Really? Yeah, it's like a pretty full show. So, you know, that one's going to be running for a while. I imagine it's going to overlap with Loki and with the next one, which is what? Hawkeye, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um... I don't mind it, man. I like having content earlier in the week, to be honest. Mm. Kind of dig that. Uh, so, yeah, Loki, June 9th. I'm looking forward to that series. Yeah, it's going to explain a lot of, like, the, the like, time cops. Time-related stuff, yeah. Mm. And, like, hopefully, like, the alternate realities and all that. Yeah. Really kind of, like, setting up multiverse stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Finally... Uh, last piece uh, within our news and review section, The Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. So we caught the first couple of episodes. Yeah. By the time of this recording. They were pretty good. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Give me your thoughts. Um, spoilers. Oh, yeah. You Should we do spoiler alert? Yes. All right. So, yeah. Spoiler alert officially. Spoiler alert for The Bad Batch episodes one and two. If you haven't seen them and you don't want to be spoiled, walk away now or fast forward a little bit. Spoiler alert. All right, you have been warned. Okay, so, yeah, let's talk spoiler-free. I mean, uh, spoilery mm-hmm. uh, about the Bad Batch episodes one and two. So, essentially, in a nutshell, right, the, what happens is this thing takes uh, place right as Order 66 is about to be given mm-hmm. by Palpatine. Uh, it's given. They are visiting the... Uh, they're, visit, they're, they're going to help a Jedi and her Padawan, and the Padawan is actually Kanan, yeah, which was Caleb. Yeah, we used to be called Caleb. Uh, Kanan from the Star Wars Rebel series. Uh, and I thought it was really cool to see a backstory to this character. But my God, why did they have to get Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> to voice this kid? He sounded so weird. He literally sounded like he sounded as much as an adult as like as um as Aaron from the Mitchells vs. the Machines movie that I'm watching. Yeah. Uh, very strange. It, it like it really takes you out of it, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes me feel like, <laughs> why does this, why does this kid have such a deep voice? <laughs> For real. But anyway, I do appreciate them like showing us a little bit more of that character story. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then the Bad Batch basically get caught in the middle of this confusion because they do not have, or at least the majority of them, do not have the, the inhibitor, inhibitor chip. chip. That, like, that actually lets Emperor Palpatine, like, tell you what to do and stuff. Right, and forces you to, like, obey blindly. Mm-hmm. So because they don't have that, they see the rest of the clones turn on this Jedi Master and eventually kill her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Hunter, the leader of the Bad Batch, he's trying to like figure out what's happening and trying to get the kid to calm down, the, the Padawan, yeah. Caleb. Uh, but Caleb is, you know, justifiably so. Like, he's terrified. Yeah, he thinks that, like, these guys are no, yeah. like, no different than the other clones. He yeah. thinks that they have the inhibitor chips and that they are doing Order 66. Correct. And to add on to the whole thing, Crosshairs is actually 
acting on Order 66. Like, he is trying to kill Caleb. (laughs) And so Hunter is, like, trying to reassure this kid that he doesn't want to harm him while at the same time trying to control crosshairs and trying to (laughs) snipe the kid. Yeah. And then eventually uh, Hunter lets the kid go and crosshairs kind of holds that grudge against them. They go back to their home, which is Camino. And in Camino, there's noticing that everything is weird. Everything is tense. All the other clone troopers are, like, blindly following this order of Order 66. They gather all the troopers together. Palpatine does the address that we see in Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. where he talks about the formation of the Empire. Mm-hmm. That, speech was, that speech is so iconic. It is very iconic, And yeah. we shall form the first galactic empire. Yeah. For a peaceful and something, something, something. <laughs> also, like, the Bad Batch, when they're, like, walking back down the, like, uh, corridor, mm-hmm. they see these clones, like, carrying a stretcher. Yeah. And then that's when he realizes that the body on the stretcher that has the sheet over it is actually carrying a lightsaber. Oh, yeah. That's right. And it falls. Yeah. And then he's like, you got a problem with that? And yeah. He's like, no. So clearly, like, the the switch has literally turned on inside all the clones' heads, and they are, like... (laughs) Which, this is interesting, because I always thought that the inhibitor chip, what it did was that it forced them to not be able to to, to disobey that command, Mm -hmm. but that they didn't necessarily want to do it. Like, you saw in in the the final episodes of The Clone Wars, um, season, what was it, eight or seven? Mm -hmm. um, You saw Rex, who has the inhibitor chip. You saw him struggling to not kill Ahsoka. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it, like... It's not it's not just like they want to obey it. They they literally like it's basically like a cyborg type thing. If you yeah. hack into the system, exactly. then you can like literally force them to do something. Yeah. And you can tell because their attitudes actually change. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're not the same. Um so yeah, there's a lot of tension between Crosshairs and Hunter. Crosshairs keeps on like he doesn't understand why it is that Hunter isn't obeying the the the, the command. Yeah. Um and then uh while they're there at, at, back at Camino, they meet this little girl. Mm-hmm. Her name is Omega. Yeah. Yeah. And um we find out eventually that this little girl is actually a clone. Mm-hmm. And clearly she's a defective clone because the clones are supposed to be male. So how did she turn out to be female? Number one. Number two... How is she still a children? Well, they all start off as children. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they slowly grow. But they they're acce- they have accelerated, accelerated growth. It seems like she doesn't, though. I don't know. Because, Why like, not? it seems like she was, like, made to be a child. You think so? Yeah, because, like, it seems like she's been there for, like, kind of a while. Mm-hmm. Because she's, like, um, long head neck person's assistant. True. Um, there's also something I'm kind of observing that her ability, mm-hmm. because all the Bad Batch, like all the defective clones develop, that have some kind of, the ones that they've kept alive at least, yeah, develop some kind of ability. It seems like hers might be to learn things like very quickly. Yeah, like I, you can see throughout the episodes that they're like, she's like literally observing everything yeah. that like she's, she's like. she's taking it in. Everything from like operating a weapon to how to operate a ship. Like, she's really, like, the, the series makes it uh, its purpose to, like, f- have her focus on those things. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's kind of, like, where, where things are headed there. Um, they go to uh, meet a clone who has defected from the uh, from the arm from the Republic Army, mm-hmm, like years he al- back. Yeah, he also looks like different. Yeah, kind of weird. He has like beard, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's like he got married to a Twilight female, and they had two little kids, and 
so Omega gets to play with other kids for the first time and like see the you know a different planet for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're basically the Bad Batch is trying to like go off and figure out what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they're trying to figure out why things are the way they are and they're no longer okay with being part of this whole thing. Yeah. Also, by the way, something we completely didn't talk about uh-huh. was the fact that Crosshair got the. <laughs> what? He got his inhibitor chip enhanced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, how could we, like, miss that? Yeah. Yeah, so he got, like, uh, I guess amped up even more to follow orders. Yeah. And now it's starting to seem like Crosshair's, at least for a few episodes, I don't know, he might be the antagonist of the show, at least to begin with. Yeah, and he, 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 he it's even pretty sad when you see that, like, when he, when he has his helmet, mm-hmm. like, he lost his individuality because right. there's not the, like, signature actual Crosshair on yeah, his helmet. That's right. Um, and I love, I love how this whole thing and, you know, the, the Clone Wars cartoon series actually played with this concept of, individuality right Mm -hmm. and not just seeing the clones as how you would see the droids in the droid army yeah where it's just like one more disposable hardware Mm. you know piece of hardware they're individuals like they're people they have souls you know yeah um so this continues that and i think the bad batch itself is all about that right yeah the bad batch is all about like representing individuality Mm -hmm. between like tech who is like this like nerdy kind of sciencey guy Mm -hmm. um hunter who is like the leader kind of he like watches out for things Mm -hmm. he he observes things he has like superhuman intuition yeah he can like he has like super senses kind of like a wolf yeah and there's also Wrecker, who is... Your favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrecker is... Um, I'm, I'm just going to say, like, Michelangelo mixed with Bakugo. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then Echo, who is, you know, he's actually more of a regular clone. Sort of, yeah, but clearly, like, he's more cyborg than anything else. Mm-hmm. Tech even tells him that, I think, in, this, in one of the episodes. It's kind of weird how, like, he is kind of a regular clone, mm-hmm. but... Probably he got his inhibitor chip probably damaged when he was like being like tortured. Oh, yeah. For sure, yeah. And I, I, you know his story was so like well told in those last few episodes of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool. Like when he decides to join the Bad Batch, it's completely like you completely understand why. Yeah, know? because like he can't be with like he's not normal anymore. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't fit in with 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 his former brothers. Uh, so anyway, the, so far the story is that they're trying to like go into hiding and figure out their next steps. You know, they're yeah. trying to. They don't want to be part of this new empire. Uh, they don't. Uh, they do not agree with having killed all their Jedi commanders mm-hmm. and their and their generals. Uh, and they're trying to figure out why all this is happening. Uh, and they're trying to save Omega. They're trying mm-hmm. to get her out of the clutches of the Empire. And also, Tech is being a smart butt. Why? <laughs> By talking about the Himber chips and being like, I thought it was obvious. Oh, yeah. He kind of sounds like you, actually. Huh? You give those kinds of responses sometimes. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Anyway, um, but yeah, the the other character, big character that, that has been introduced so far is uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Although right now, I think he's like Admiral Tarkin or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and he comes in... And it seems like he is now being revealed as one of the leaders of the transition between the clone army and the stormtrooper army. And it explains why stormtroopers have bad aim. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Because it shows how, like, 
clone troopers because they're clones of like a great soldier, uh-huh. yeah. as in Jango Fett. Yeah. Like they have like really good aim. Right. Like they're not horrible soldiers. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I am going to recruit soldiers. Yeah. And then the Kaminoans, they try to tell him, but sir, you know, if you do that, you're gonna the quality of the of the soldiers are gonna decrease because we can't control we we won't have the control over their genetics and all that mm-hmm. like we do with clones. And what is that he said? He's like, you know, we'll figure it out or something. I don't know. And he, and he says, like, you just watch. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and we definitely watch. We watch Stormtroopers miss all the time. We watch, we watch literally, like, Luke Skywalker standing still, <laughs> yeah. like, using his, this is, like, figuratively, mm-hmm. using the Force to aim the Stormtrooper's gun at himself. <laughs> and then he still manages to miss. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like the involvement of, of Tarkin. I think um, giving her more backstory. We got to see a younger version of him in the Clone Wars cartoon series, mm. uh, but giving her giving him more of a backstory and more of a, a of a role within these early uh, times of the Empire, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool. And having him specifically be the one that is kind of like spearheading the effort of the creation of the Stormtrooper ar- mm. army. I like that as well because it seems like he has some kind of vendetta or something against the clone troopers. Yeah. And this is something an anonymous animosity that started forming from like way back in the Clone War. So very cool. I, I really um, I love what they're doing uh, with the series so far, and I'm looking forward to seeing where this thing goes. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Love the Bad Batch. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Hello Neighbor. Yeah. It's me, Joshua, and I'd like to talk about something that I've been doing recently. So I've been listening to audiobooks. I've been listening to my Minecraft audiobooks and my Hello Neighbor audiobooks. They basically finish the story of the games. And you can get your first month free on Audible at audibletrial.com G101. That's audibletrial.com G101. And we're back and ready to talk about the world of Hello Neighbor. Yes, sir. So, buddy, you know what's funny, man? What? I remember years ago when you came to me and you were a little dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were like, Daddy, can you let me download this game? And I was like, oh, what's it about? And you're like, oh, you have to sneak into this guy's house and you have to, like, find something or whatever. But then he comes around and catches you and like he hunts you down. And I was like, are you sure that's not too scary for you, man? Because you were a little dude, you know? <laughs> And then you're like, no, I'll be fine, I promise. So I'm like, okay, fine, here, I'll download the game for you. So I downloaded the game for you, and you spend like a couple of hours playing that game nonstop. And then you come back to me, and you're like, Teddy, I don't want to have the game on the iPad anymore because it's scary me. I did? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it totally freaked you out. And then you didn't play it for like, I don't know how long, and then eventually you got back into it, I guess. <laughs> but I thought that was so funny. The thing uh, is, I'm not, one of the, I'm not one of the people who like plays games and then, like, is all about the actual game. Uh-huh. I'm all about the story. And speaking of the story, give the listeners an idea in one minute. Uh, like, like Metal Gear? Yes, like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> give the people an idea of what this whole Hello Neighbor world is about. Okay, Three, when do I start? Three, two, one, go. 
Okay, two people, uh, married people, move into Ravenbrooks. Uh, it's a town that is all about the uh, stuff. They have a child who is the neighbor. Um, the neighbor marries uh, a person and has two children. And then um, another another guy moves into town. Uh, another child moves into town and then becomes friends with the neighbor's uh, son. And then they got they get into all these like uh, j- jokes and pranks and stuff. And then um, they uh, <laughs> and, and then and then basically every night he hears uh uh like theme park music and drilling in, for coming from the neighbor's basement. And then uh the mom of the kids like dies. And then uh they go to the funeral. And then uh, the hello neighbor's son says ten seconds. He says that he never wants to speak to the other kid again, and then basically uh, stuff happens, and then he actually sneaks into the neighbor's house, which is the events of the first Halloween. Time. Okay. At least wow. I got to the events of the first Halloween. Sure, you game. didn't get to the bird people, unfortunately. Yeah, the bird people come like later. Okay, so hold on. So this whole thing started as a game. Yes. Right? And it was like a mobile game, not even like a console game. Right? Well, it started as like a computer game. Okay. Like okay. a like just the original beta. Okay. All right. So then it starts as a computer game. It eventually makes its way to being a mobile game. The whole concept, again, it, the concept of the game is pretty simple from what I remember. Yeah. Like you sneak around the house or some objects that you can interact with. You can, uh, uh, and the, you're, the goal is to not get caught by the neighbor. Yeah. The goal is to get into his basement. Okay. And then, like, I'm pretty sure that's where the first beta ends. It's okay. like walking into the basement. Oh, really? Yeah. But there's much more to it in the official game release. So, are there more? Is there more than one game, or is it just one? Um, so far there's just one that is officially out. Mm-hmm. But then there was like this unreleased like um, beta for a game called Hello Guest, which was like supposedly Hello Neighbor Two, uh-huh. and then like fully released that, which gets more into the bird people. Okay. Um, which um the guest is what he's called is mm-hmm. like um. One of the bird people, he's, like, dressed up as a bird. Mm-hmm. And he's actually not the neighbor. Okay. And... Uh, hold on. What is it that you're after in the original game? You are after seeing what is in his basement. Okay, you're trying to discover if he's, like, up to some nefarious stuff down there? Yeah. Okay, got it. And then, uh, what's the next piece of content that comes out, then? Is it the books? Um, probably, yeah, the books. All right, you've read now how many books? Like, five of them? Um, let's see, Missing Pieces, Waking Nightmare, uh, Buried Secrets, Bad Blood, yeah, yep. like, I think six or seven. Okay, so what story, like, what does, what are the books, because it's, you know, it's like six or seven books, that's a lot of story to tell. Yeah, but the the first three books are actually about the main character of the game. Okay. And then the, um, and then the... Uh, and then the other three books mm-hmm. are about um, the neighbor's son. Okay. And it's like in uh, in those books are a prequel to the first three books. Uh. And then the last book is after all of those books. Okay. It's even after the events of the first game. Okay, hold on. So compared to the events of the fir- of the game, mm-hmm. there are three books that come before that. Yes, and there's three books that happen during it. Essentially? Chronologically, yes. Okay, gotcha. And then the latest one that you're reading, is this one also a prequel? 
No, it's like it comes after the entire... After all of it. Yeah, after all of the stuff. Okay, so what is it that has been revealed about the thing so far? Like, Is there some kind of weird occultish stuff happening? Well, there is definitely a cult. Okay. The cult is the forest protectors. These people... Are they the, the bird people? Mm, there's only one bird person, but so far, no. Okay. They definitely can could look like them, though. They're mm-hmm. basically these dudes with, like, long black trench coats. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, basically plague doctor masks. Okay. And they are basically trying to find this, like, piece of, like, machinery mm-hmm. that can, like, predict storm, storm weather or something. Okay. And um, and the group of those people are, like, the group of the richest and most popular people in Ravenbrooks. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, called the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And, like, the citizens are called the Crows. Since, like, the Crows are kind of, like, more sloppy and, like, the people who are, like, on the sidelines. Yeah. And then the Ravens are the people that, like, everyone pays attention to. Mm-hmm. They're, like, more organized and stuff. So is it, there is more to I, I guess we shouldn't talk spoilers necessarily in case somebody wants to read the books and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the there is something there is more than meets the eye then to to the neighbor character. Yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. They re- they revealed that with Alpha one point five of uh, Hello Neighbor two. The game. Yeah. Okay. And then they also reveal that with um, Reset Day, which is actually a pretty good book. Okay. What do you like about this about this whole, like, world of Hello Neighbor? The lore. Yeah? Yeah. What about the lore attracts you? Like, the mysteriousness. Okay. And how it always keeps you going on, like, wait, so this person is actually that person that was featured in the other book? <laughs> like, that-ness of it. Yeah. Okay, um, and then there was they they created uh, a series, yeah, or at least a pilot for a series, mm-hmm. and they released it. Where was it on YouTube? Yeah, they released the first episode on YouTube. What was that about? You you watched it, right? Yeah, it actually it is actually what takes place. Okay, <laughs> so it actually shows like what leads to the first game okay and it basically shows like him and his friends Mm -hmm. enzo trinity and um and maritza Mm -hmm. um all and nikki like sneak trying to sneak into the neighbor's house seeing what's going on because like they always hear that like drilling and like construction and like like carnival music in his basement okay and then they basically find something, and then, but then, like, Maritza, she actually sees, like, a pair of shoes, mm-hmm. like, hanging out of, like, this, th- this like, uh, corner. Okay. And she's like, is that somebody that he's, like, holding hostage or something? Mm-hmm. And then um, they, like, follow the neighbor to this, uh, to the, what I'm presuming is the Golden Apple Amusement Park. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he's, like... Um, the crows are, like, there, and he's like, no, you won't do this to me again. 
and then he like figures that they're there and then they run away. That's basically the first episode. Okay. Does it seem like the show, if they do continue it, would be following the story from the books? Mm. Or are they like taking liberties and going in a different direction? I feel like they might be going in a different direction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, would you recommend the game and would you recommend the books to people? People who are not who people who are okay with like getting hooked on stuff. <laughs> yeah. I would recommend. Okay. Because these books really have you going on to the Hell Neighbor wiki fandom a lot <laughs> and searching up characters and looking up who they're related to. <laughs> specifically who they're related to cuz okay. I sure as I know that I did that a lot for the new book. I can tell. You know the story backwards. Mhm. And uh, you 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 listen to the majority of the books yeah. on Audible, and then the, this latest one you actually bought the printed version. Yeah, I actually have the latest two books. How do you how do you prefer to consume it so far? Maybe compare the two. Probably audiobook, mm-hmm. because like hearing it with somebody actually saying it besides myself can make more sense. Yeah. Than me actually reading it. Yeah. So like how an adult reads it can actually like make it make more sense. Okay. Cool. Um, is it creepy? Yeah. What's the creepiness meter from like one to ten? Like, um, five, six. Yeah. That, yeah, I really? guess. Okay, interesting. Well, there you have it, folks. Hello, neighbor. There's <laughs> books. There's a game. There's a pilot episode. So if you played the game and you uh, you're interested in knowing what the heck is happening with uh, the neighbor, you may want to dig into some of the books. Hardcore fans, hardcore fans of Hell Neighbor would call him Mister Peterson because that's his real name. Oh, is it? Theod- I actually know his middle name too. Wow, what's his <laughs> Theodore- social security number? <laughs> the, it's Theodore Masters Peterson. Wow, <laughs> very official, regal sounding name. Yeah. Cool stuff, man. Thank you guys for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the news. We hope that you enjoyed the review of the Bad Batch first couple of episodes. We hope that you enjoyed us chatting about Hello Neighbor. Remember, for all things Geekology 101, you've got our website available where you can see the latest episodes. You can contact us. You can find all this at geekology101.com. You can also hit us up at g101podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode and stay out of my basement. You'll never get away with this. The human has been neutralized. Game over. Imagine noise.